into the contest. It's Wednesday the 26th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and Shana. All the talk of semi-finals. Of course, we're in them in the AFL. We'll be there uh, in a short while with Rugby League. But um, starts to think, makes you start to think about barbecues on grand final day. Mate, there's nothing more important. I always do... I, I celebrate two grand final days, both the AFL and the NRL. Mm. NRL for me is always the meat, so it's it's my aged sirloins um, with my lamb cutlets with hummus and you know some grilled vegetables. With the AFL, I always go seafood, so I do a whole fish on the barbecue, maybe some prawns with lemon and chili, and mm. oh mate, yeah, it's uh, I can't wait. I love it. Leads us into summer. Get the barbecue out and let's get ready. Yeah, and there's half a chance, maybe the Rugby League, the AFL will be a stretch, but the Rugby League, uh, some talk that we may even get a couple of other people apart from our family to the barbecue. Hummus, that is my, uh, of course, takes me back to my Lebanese heritage when hummus is made beautifully with chickpeas and garlic. Wow, you just don't get any better. All right, we've got so much to talk about today. The Paralympic Games, an inspiring opening ceremony last night. Rugby League, Ruben Carrick will get more points than the whole Doggies team. Can you believe it? AFL, there's drama at Collingwood and Cameron Smith, the golfer, missed out by a whisker. So, Shane, the Paralympic Games, the opening ceremony, it was inspirational last night. It was a late, late night, but it was worth watching. And, and look, just to see the backstories of the individuals and the people and the countries, amazing stuff. Yep, and I think if you look at the the traditional Olympics, there is always, always backstories there too, but none quite as special as some of these athletes who who have endured a lot of stuff early in their life, both personally and 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 now professionally. Um, but yeah, it was good to see them out there. A lot of them didn't actually participate in the opening ceremony due to COVID, but um, yeah, it was it's, it's going to be an absolute cracker this one. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, lots of the other countries were well represented in the opening ceremony. The Australian team only had the, the flag bearers, but I suppose everyone makes their own personal choice. It was a, a really nice touch. Of course, we've seen the horrendous pictures coming out of Afghanistan and their athletes only had two that were going to go, couldn't get there, but they still walked the flag in. So that was a really nice touch from the Paralympic Games. Yeah, a real show of solidarity there. But um, yeah, as the Taliban has taken over, um, but they still walked out, as you said, with the, with the country's flag. So a nice little touch. All right, now let's look at some of the sport because uh, my son, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, my oldest son is a massive sports fan. He was going through all the different types of sports. Uh, the athleticism and what is able to be achieved over the next week and a half or so is extraordinary. Uh, a murder ball, what, what, what about? This is, this is rugby in a wheelchair with all sorts of ramifications. It is, and, and I've done stories on it, it's wild. If you only watch one event from the Paralympics, watch the murder ball. It is the most violent, aggressive, full-on sport you will ever witness. It is great to watch. They're, they're serious athletes, these kids. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Paralympic Games action starts today, so uh, we'll watch that with interest. Now, Rugby League, I, I saw this stat. Um, our producer, Dan McHugh, flicked us across the article about Ruben Garrick. Mm. Ruben Garrick is going to... Uh, over the next little while, next couple of weekends, amass more points than the whole Canterbury Bulldogs for the entire season. Jeez, I'm sure Trent Barrett loves to read this article. Um, yeah, what what an amazing story. I think it's only happened twice before. I think it was Jason Taylor may have done it in 1996 and someone in the 70s. I can't recall their mm. name, but um, yeah, an amazing effort. Uh, a boy from Jerringong as well. 
Yeah, yeah, he's a sharp shooter, isn't he? And we're seeing it with a few of the teams. That's one thing where the Roosters are really struggling, their goal kicking. They uh, Like Kieran went off injured early with an HIA, and uh, they just they just do not have the goal kicking, and it's so important, and he just pings them from everywhere. Uh, same as Nathan Cleary and, and several others. Now, uh, what do you make of the whole Cameron Munster story, uh, saying that he w- wants to go to the new franchise, link up with Wayne Bennett? Uh, uh, look, it's, it's joining a number of dots that haven't been inked yet, but it's an interesting one. Yeah, very much so. Um, it definitely, Wayne Bennett has a real personal touch, doesn't he, with with the people that he coaches, and um, I'm sure that Munster would like to go back if there is a second Queensland team that is, mate. Um, but saying that, he's off contract in 2023, and I'm sure. Bellamy might have something to say about that. I don't think they want to get rid of Munster just yet. Yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, it'd be the mm. ultimate PR coup if they could get Wayne Bennett to to coach them and to have arguably the best player in Queensland go straight to them. That's that, that, that's uh, that's some advertising you don't even spend. Exactly right, mate. And uh, look, I'll tell you what, another big one this weekend – uh, Turbo is back, mate. Start your engines, Manly. Turbo is back this weekend. Yeah, Tommy Trubojevic. There was all that talk that he was going to be out for a number of weeks, but he is back, and of course, what a difference he does make. Now, AFL, uh, where will this grand final be played? It's interesting, these two semifinals in Tasmania, they went on sale on Monday, sold out already, and uh, the grand final, um, what do you reckon, Shane? I think Perth. I think Perth will get the uh, get the grand final. Uh, it'll be fantastic um, for the AFL-loving um, state of, of WA. I think it's heading that way, definitely, mate. Yeah, well, it's interesting to read the contract uh, at the at the MCG will be will be renewed until like twenty fifty nine. That's what they're going mm. to do. So, like, obviously, this is a short term gap because it looks, for all intents and purposes, as much as the Victorian government wanted to hang on to the grand final, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But the one thing about Perth is that uh, he's caused them trouble. Uh, the AFL. That's the one thing against them. Uh, the Premier Mark McGowan's made it very, very hard for AFL and other sports. So I, I think they're the favourites, but, you know, Queensland will be trying to hammer the door down. Imagine if they get both grand finals. Yeah, well, definitely. So the NRL's almost fait complete. That'll, that'll be played at Suncorp. And, um, yeah, Queensland not even have to really bid for that because they've done a fantastic job through the whole NRL season. But, uh, yeah, Timmy, you never know. Could Queensland take everything? Yeah, the, I'd, I'd love to see the Adelaide Oval, actually. I'd love to see the Adelaide Oval mm. get the AFL Grand Final. Uh, where does that sit as grounds you've played at? And, and obviously, it's it's the perfect ground for both cricket and AFL. Yeah, it is. It is a beautiful ground. Um, it's a, almost like a coliseum now. There's a beautiful walk down from the city across the bridge, which they light up at night. And uh, it is a beautiful, the old churches in the background, a fantastic place to play cricket and a really, really good AFL stadium. You made your international debut there. I did, mate, against the West Indies many moons ago now, Timmy. Yeah, I was there. It was a nice warm afternoon, I remember. Now, uh, let's have a look at Scott Pendlebury because he's uh, he's certainly got some people upset. He has, mate. Um, the Collingwood captain um, is off contract. He's a bit upset because he's on $800,000 a year. Um, they've only offered him a one-year contract. And he's come out and said on radio that he would coach another team post-career and and then had to uh, sort of go back and say, well, I still want to play for Collingwood now. But, yeah, Collingwood sitting in 17th, mate, they've had a very, very poor season, as we all know. And this is just another sort of nail in the coffin for a very, very ordinary year for the black and white. And they're seeing some of his comments as a bit of a crack to his, his team and his teammates and the culture, aren't they? And it's a, it's a dangerous space to walk in. Particularly when you're captain, you can't be doing that. You can't be talking about personal stuff as captain, um, particularly publicly, Um and just, it just puts an, a, a real bad vibe around the club, as I said, for what's been a really, really ordinary year. And, uh, 
You know, $800,000 when his form is currently on the decline. He's a very good player, but he's very well past his best. Who's going to win out of Sydney and GWS? Early prediction, Shano. Early prediction oh, in Launceston. Oh, I always want Sydney to win, as you know, but GWS are always the team that really worries me against the Swans. They play a, a very different brand. We try and sort of slow, slow things down and... And they can, you know, on their day, they can beat any team, but you never know, GWS may or may not show yeah, up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that game. There's some, there's some fascinating games this weekend. Swans by 10. Yeah, Swans by 10. That's Shane Lee. We'll <laughs> write that right down. Swans by 10. Now, Cameron Smith. Now, I talk of Cameron Smith, the golfer with the mullet, and uh, he went so close this week. He, he's been knocking on the door, shooting scores of 62 and 60. I mean, they're the types of scores I get for three holes, not for 18. <laughs> I, he played the other day. He had 18 putts, but he... he just he just went uh, fell short this week. He did, mate, and doesn't it make you feel good? Almost, <laughs> it's not someone's success that gives you more enjoyment. It's more than more their failures sometimes. But uh, as you said, sixty seven. He shot thirty one the back nine uh, to force a playoff, and then uh, it was Fanau hit the ball straight down the middle, and then Smith just went lost it, hit it out of bounds, third mm. shot to the bunker, and gone. Maybe he needs to cut that mullet off. Oh, it's a difficult game, isn't yeah. it? You know, to come all that way. I mean, Tony Finnau is one of the best golfers in the world, but uh, as soon as you've got a penalty shot in a shootout, you, you, you're going to struggle. But uh, look, I think there's a lot more titles going to come the way mm. of the pie-eating, mullet-wearing Cameron Smith from <laughs> Queensland. I definitely think so. Now, this is a really interesting story in the world game with, with Lionel Mesti going to Paris Saint-Germain, but Michael Jordan has made money out of it. It seems like Michael Jordan can make money out of just breathing in fresh air and so can you tell us a story here? Well, Michael Jordan's made plenty of money out of the number 23, but he's now made $9.9 million uh, for the sale of the number 30 jersey, um, Lionel Messi's jersey to PSG. Mm. So, you know, he's on 5%. I think that he did a deal um, with PSG with his Air Jordan brand back in 2018. So he gets 5% of any takings, and they sold $193 million of, um, of uh, apparel uh, in the first week of Messi's signing. Well done, Michael Jordan. It's just funny money, isn't it? I remember the yeah. time of when David Beckham went to LA Galaxy on 176 million, and it was like uh, you know no one in the whole team was on like a hundred or two hundred thousand uh, dollars. And he came in, but and everyone said, "Oh no, he's getting paid too much money." He paid for himself, I think, within six days of merchandise. And they pretty much underwrite a lot of these big contracts with merchandise. It is a huge part. Um, they're very shrewd um, in in the world game. They change their home and away jerseys quite often so the, the supporters have to keep upgrading them um, so they've got the current uh, current jersey to support the team so yep a big number for not only for Messi but a big number for Michael Jordan yeah the Air Jordan and that gives us uh, a nice segue into our war story for the day and of course that was his nickname Michael Air Jordan because he floated through the air and and mm. did things which no other basketball player could ever ever do what about the nicknames in cricket, I, I love I love the whole play on names and everything. I, I wasn't his nickname, but I remember a science teacher we had. His, and this was his genuine name in year seven. His name was Mister Peter Nias, because uh, so you could imagine when you Mister P Nias cops some flack back in year seven. But what about what about some of the nicknames? Well, Mark Taylor always said, if you don't have a nickname, you're not a decent bloke. So. Uh I had a couple, so maybe I'm a half-decent bloke. Uh, my nickname at school was Meadow. Um, you ought to be congratulated. Then it went to Fuggy, Fugly, which I wasn't very, very happy Fugly. with. Mark War, he had a cracker. Afghanistan, the Forgotten War, which that may change now. Um, Phil Marks was there, played a few games in New South Wales. Uh, Phil Marks nicknamed Skid. 
which I thought was a cracker. And a guy that played for New South Wales in cricket and rugby league, Graham Hughes, nicknamed Heaps, because apparently when you saw him in the shower, he had heaps. And Great. one of my favourites is the St Kilda cricket manager who named himself. He was um, he was born uh, with one arm slightly shorter than the other, and he called himself the Clock, which I used to like. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold, the Clock. Yeah, the Clock. Yeah. Oh, there's there's some clever nicknames, aren't there? There is, mate. There's some absolute crackers, and it's it's very Australian to uh, to refer to someone. It's always always degrading half the time. Um, but uh, always good fun. Yeah, often uh, that's the greatest attribute of, of an Australian is self-deprecation yep. and nicknames. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few, none quite as a, uh, theatrical, <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole world of nicknames. If you've got some, you know, float them on our Facebook or float them on our Twitter. That is afternoon sport. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And the great man himself, our producer, Mr Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take care.